This episode is brought to you by Brothers and Bonds Co. With an expertly curated line of Masonic apparel, gifts, and accessories, we're excited to show you what makes us uniquely Brothers and Bonds. As a listener of this podcast, we're offering you 10% off your first order with us. Just use code F3K at checkout. That's all uppercase, F as in Foxtrot, the number three, and K as in Kilo. Be sure to find us on Instagram or at brothersandbonds.com. On today's episode, the officer's chairs. You're listening to The First Three Knocks, a Masonic podcast in the District of York, where we discuss topics for the betterment of masonry. The opinions discussed in this podcast are those of the individual and do not represent the views of Grand Lodge or any other Masonic body. Now, here are your hosts. Good evening, brethren. Hello. Hello, my brothers. Hello, hello. Good to see you guys. We're back in the studio. Where we belong. We belong here. And <laughs> almost back in Lodge. Well, you guys have returned to Lodge, oh, right? We, we have. We have. Our guest has. You're the last one standing I know. There. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the word. So <laughs> a, things are slow in Uxbridge, huh? <laughs> I am Worshipful Brother Bertelier, the past master of the Rising Sun Lodge in Aurora, Ontario. And uh, your co-host, uh, Brother Gino Scovio, uh, Junior Warden of the Rising Sun Lodge, also in Aurora, Ontario. And Brother Steve Sprott of beautiful and historic Uxbridge, Ontario, Zeradatha Lodge, number 220. Oh, you threw the number in there. That was, yeah. a, that was Mixed surprising. Mixed it up a bit today. And we have a special guest on with us this evening, uh, Brother Greg Ayotte, who is the inner guard from Roland Lodge in Mount Albert, Ontario. Welcome, brother. Yeah, welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Number 646. I'm going to throw my number hey. in. <laughs> Whose number's bigger now? Huh? You know, as these guys are doing signs, I'm throwing like, you know, hand signs here. Wait a sec. Wait, we, uh, we're 129. We're Does that make us like, this, are we less important or are we well, higher because we're two, older or are we? 26. I'm confused. I think we're older. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think we win again. On the register. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh, Brother Ayat, welcome to the show. We are thrilled to have you on this evening. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, brother, and really happy to be here. All right. So we uh, we continue our series. We kicked off last episode with a bit of an overview of the officers' chairs, and uh, we went through all of them. We talked about the different roles that are involved in Freemasonry and running a lodge and the progressive chairs that we go through. And on tonight's episode, we're going to be continuing on that on that same series with uh, a little bit of insight from one of our brothers at uh, Roland Lodge on the inner guard role. Yeah. And uh, we're thrilled to have you on to, to talk about that experience that you're having in that current chair. We are also obviously gonna ask uh, Brother Ayat uh, a little bit of where and how he came to uh, discover masonry. You know, uh, I always love to ask, did you have family in there? You know, is that who really kind of coerced you into coming into the lodge or, uh, or uh, new words I'm <laughs> learning these days, right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, just kind of get a little bit of a background too as to where you came from. So let's dive right in. Um, I, I love this story. I love telling this story, uh, brothers. So uh, my uncle lives out in, uh, in Uxbridge 
And uh, he saw, I think he knew one or two of the brethren of, of Roland, but he also saw an ad in the local paper um, saying, hey, come out on a, on a Tuesday night and uh, meet the brethren if you're interested in being a Mason. And growing up as a kid, he knew a few people who were Masons and uh, make a long story short, he showed up in his casual clothes on a Tuesday night, opens the door, walks in, and all these guys are in their tuxes, <laughs> in their suits. It's yep. fantastic. He looks around, and the story goes, I wasn't there, but the story goes, he said something to the effect of, I was invited. <laughs> and, <laughs> Done. <laughs> perfect, right? Oh. So he meets the brethren, uh, walks away, and, and walks away, and this is a great group of people. He ends up joining, and uh, I was living with him at the time as I was uh, transitioning from uh, Ottawa to um, this area. And uh, he goes out on Tuesday. Where are you going? He's all dressed up in a suit. Where are you going? Oh, I'm a Mason. I'm going out to Masonic Lodge. Well, what's that? Tell me all about it. Yeah. Tells me about it when he gets back. I'm asking him questions. I'm probing. I go off. I do my own research. And, you know, you start seeing the square, the compasses, as you become more familiar with the symbols, right? You start seeing them everywhere. everywhere. It's like when you buy a new car, right? You see your car everywhere. I, totally. <laughs> I once had a, a Jeep rental and all of a sudden Jeep's everywhere and the Jeep everywhere. thing is everybody waves at each other. So I thought, oh, that's such a cool gang to be in. But uh, I guess it's the same thing for masonry. Absolutely. Um, so long story short, I'm asking him all the questions. The only question I didn't ask him is, can I join? I was waiting for him to invite me, right? <laughs> like, hey, do you want to be part of this great group of people? Um, so finally, I just said, what do I got to do to join? He says, finally, you asked the right question. <laughs> He's wondering if it's ever going to happen. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we got we to make that I, easier to, to figure out that, that little secret of how to ask amazing. Oh, it's the best part. Yeah. So right. Watch people waiting. <laughs> it's part of the journey. I think he enjoyed watching me like, oh, when are you going to invite me into this thing? <laughs> but uh, that's how I came to be uh, a Mason and, and part of the uh, uh, great group of guys at Roland. That's awesome. Brilliant. And how uh, how long ago or has it uh, been a fairly new journey for you right now? It's, it's been a fairly new journey. So I've been there, uh, I believe it's five years now. Oh, wow. My uncle was there uh, previous, uh, about a year before I had ended up joining. And um, yeah, in that time, I uh, obviously went through my three degrees and had, have had a couple of positions there. So it's been uh, a great journey of, of knowledge and um, brotherly love and friendship. It's been everything I could have hoped for. That's awesome. Fantastic. You know, one of the uh, one of the really interesting parts we were discussing before we came on the show is just the fact that I think you are the brother in our region who has the longest commute yeah. to lodge. <laughs> Talk about commitment right Talk there. Talk about commitment. Tell us about where, where you are in the world. Yeah, I'm all the way out in uh, beautiful Niagara region, very conveniently close to the wineries. So <laughs> if anyone's looking for some good wine recommendations, come on down. Happy to show you around. Um, but yeah, so I'm out in the Niagara region and, uh, the, the commute up, it's, uh, you know, it's not so bad. Um, it's great because I get to spend time with my second family, my brethren, and I get to spend some good quality time with my, uh, my uncle who, uh, you know, because he does live so far away, um, don't really get to see him all that much. Right. So this has been a great way for us to really reconnect and, and develop our, our relationship. That's fantastic. That's fun. 
And again, that's, I mean, again, our listeners don't understand when, when you join up to be a Mason, they, they give us that, uh, that line, the commitments once a month. Uh, we, huh. we soon very quickly discover that there's a lot more opportunities that you can enjoy as a Mason uh, more than once a month. So kudos to you for taking that long drive from Niagara up to, uh, to Mount Albert, which is one of our northern uh, lodges here in our district. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious, uh, Brother Ayat, if you end up attending Lodge in your region in Niagara mm-hmm. as well. I, I have. So I missed one year I was traveling for work and I had missed our opening uh, night after the um, summer break. And there was a, a lodge out here that was performing a first degree um, and I was able to attend. So I have attended one or two uh, lodges out here. They do unfortunately conflict with uh, with Roland's uh, current night. Mm. So it's a little bit tougher. All of them, for some reason around here, they all like to meet on Tuesdays. I think you out there have Niagara Lodge number two. Is that correct? We do. Yeah, yeah. out in Niagara on the lake. So I'm number sure there's two. a lot of history there. Oh. I've been dying to get out there and check out the lodge. Oh, you're in a great area. So, so changing gears a little bit, um, what uh, what compelled you to get into the chairs? I, that's a really good question. So, I remember when I first joined, and I was just floored by all the excellent memory work that um, all of us really do. Um, I was just floored by it, and I, and I wanted to start doing pieces of work and watching sort of, I don't know if pageantry is the right word, but just watching the floor work and how everything moves around and it's so smooth and effortless. I really wanted to start to be a part of that, and so I started picking up little pieces of work without necessarily being in a chair after I, um, I was raised by Master Mason degree. Um, and then I remember being told or uh, being, I asked where, what position I was going to be going into and they told me I was going to assistant secretary. And if I'm being completely honest, I wasn't necessarily thrilled with that right away. But for any brethren out there who is just starting their Masonic journey, I've got to tell you, it is one of the best positions to take up as your first time because you get to sort of have all the work in front of you as everyone's doing it, right? You're helping them through it. You're prompting them. You get to really see what all the hardworking secretaries do. And and let me tell you, our secretaries work so hard. Um, So even though I was a little bit reluctant to jump into that chair, I am very, very happy that I did it. And, And I would recommend it. If any brother has not done it, I highly recommend that. Um, chair because you really get to sort of take everything in you've got the book in front of you and it really just helps you when you get to that point when you're ready to take on those pieces of work I think for me for me especially it just helped me try to remember and recall the memory work a little bit better wow what a great perspective for you to share with uh with the audience and fellow masons that's not the first time i've heard a lodge either um having uh, a new officer start in the assistant secretary role uh, it's it's been a few lodges that i've heard that have done that and exactly for the reasons that uh, brother greg just pointed out it really gives you a sense of well you get to see the whole picture uh, right off the bat you know i mean you go through your degrees ea fc and master mason and uh, and then again if you choose to continue on <clears throat> Often most lodges will put you in a junior steward role in some sort, but there's been a few that I've heard out there. Uh, Brother Julian, um, he was a newer Mason. I don't know mm. if you remember him, but same thing. I think it was out in Maple Lodge. They just put him right in the assistant secretary. 
And uh, as I said, the, the great overview, you really get your hands dirty with understanding all the different uh, levels of, of uh, stuff that goes into the ritual and the work. Um, you, you, you're getting your hands wet right away because, again, you're helping all the Brethren of the Lodge in a role of secretary. And I know the secretaries, as you just pointed out, they're very busy and definitely always need that help. So, you know, one of the really good something. interesting parts of that perspective, I, I really appreciate you sharing that, uh, Greg, is it's, it's incredible to think of it that way. You have this perspective of how the Lodge is run. You have this perspective on all the work involved with the ritual. I'll add one more that I think probably has a really big impact is just the visual view. Oh, from the east side? Well, you're, oh, you're yeah. up, you're you're up, up near there. the master, right? And, and you're watching the lodge work on the ritual. On, on It's just a very different perspective, you know, mm. from sitting at the far side mm. or coming back. So I, I really appreciate that perspective. It's, uh, it's well said. Brother Greg, how was... Um when you stepped into that role, and we haven't even gotten into the role you're in now, so I'm <laughs> excited to get there with you soon. But uh, when you were asked to join as assistant secretary, I imagine because you had the secretary there to kind of help guide you through it, it almost immediately created a mentorship, no? It did, yeah. Brother brother Bob Head is our secretary at Roland, and he, he was just phenomenal. Um, he was very helpful showing me, you know, all his minutes and how he takes his notes, um, sort of showing me the ropes of really what the secretary does from start to end. And I remember, uh, specifically there was one evening where he was not, uh, available. So I filled in for his position and I, I felt like I had such big shoes, um, <laughs> to fill and, and, uh, uh, brother, <laughs> other head uh, I believe he takes most of his notes by hand um, I brought in my laptop and I was like I, I there's no way I'm going to be able to keep up the minutes if I'm writing this by hand <laughs> wow well, you must type pretty fast that's yeah. pretty good <laughs> when you, I'm working in front Short of form. a computer so I'm fortunate that way <laughs> so that was your first role and then and then from there where did you go from there, I went into the senior stewards um, chair. So uh, very fortunate there to get immediately uh, familiar with the working tools, right, of, of each of the degrees. So that was a really interesting um, chair for me. Uh, when I was there that year, we, there wasn't a lot of action in that chair um, in terms of the degree work. But again, you're sort of still, I love what you said earlier about being up in the east um, and getting the perspective of the floor work, right? And even more so in that chair, because you're not necessarily looking down at your book to help people when they're asking for a word. But in that chair too, you really get to mm -hmm. observe the floor work. And you're a little bit more involved in the ceremonies as well, right? Especially when it comes to um, the working tools and things like that. And it really helped me start to understand um, everything that I was told or, or everything that we're all taught, right? When we go through our our various degrees, right? It really helps to cement and solidify um, the morals that are taught with the working tools. Yeah. Very I remember cool. sitting in senior steward, um, always having to pull out the tools at the open of lodge, gave me a, a small point of another quick reflection of what those tools meant. I mean, they're out there in the open for everybody to moralize on, face. but it's in your face when you're sitting in that position, opening them, you know, polishing them up a little bit to get them out on display. And I think only the Absolutely. senior steward is the one that, again, really benefits from getting to really reflect on that moment because it's your moment to open and close the lodge with 
the with the, with the worshipful master. So, I think that's phenomenal. Did you uh, continue on through the the normal progression at that point, or did you do a little bit more skipping and and bumping? I uh, I bumped right into the inner guard ah. uh, chair from there. <laughs> So it must come with the experience of the assistant secretary that they saw the the dynamic of uh, your good uh, Masonic nature and said, hey, let's get them right into the inner guard. Absolutely. And so how has that been so far? I mean, when let's let's so we'll remind our audience here in Canada, we were on a 19 month hiatus of uh, just being asked to pause as the world uh, got out of the covid uh, crisis and uh, and still working on it. And so we just literally in our end of the world, in our jurisdictions, got back to lodge. Roland just had their first lodge meeting after 19 months on Tuesday last week. Rising Sun just had ours on Thursday. So when were you actually installed as Interguard? Was it um, obviously pre-closed uh, down, but like were you there for a few months or was it fairly new? Yeah, so with our last meeting, I believe that was my fifth meeting in the inner guard chair. So December, uh, December before the global pandemic and the lockdown uh, would have been my uh, when we were installed. So I would have had the rest of that meeting, January, February. And when we looked at our minute book um, back at the beginning of uh, uh, November, uh, it was March of uh, that last year. So 19 months, as you had said, that since we had been in lodge. Yeah. So with our resumption or return to labors this month, that was my, I believe my fifth meeting in the inner guard chair. <laughs> so fairly new, but very seasoned at this point. I mean, I think all us here in this jurisdiction, we're the longest serving officers longest in our particular lodges at this point, just yeah. for sitting idle. Um, but I imagine um, you guys did a lot of work uh, on the virtual setting just to keep in touch and keep things rolling and, and you know, motivated and uh and i imagine that's something that you guys also worked on quite well absolutely yeah we even uh where where we were allowed to and very you know we we respected social distance and everything like that uh our, our brethren um my uncle and some of our other brethren um would have uh properties and gatherings um uh, fires rather and gatherings at their properties over the course of the uh, the pandemic when we were closed oh, when things cool. were allowed to open back up so we were very very fortunate that our brethren um, much like many of the lodges we were able to stay connected both virtually and in person awesome. um, and uh, very proud of what we were able to do and, and keep we have some uh, candidates that, that have been interested in joining and we've been able to keep them interested and engaged throughout this whole 19-month um, shutdown. So very proud of all of our brethren and, and our brethren at, Ro- at Roland, for sure, for allowing us to do that. That's great. It's great to hear that, again, you still had the opportunities to get together, to be there, to support each other, to, to share the love, to share the support when you know you need it, and to certainly bring in some new applicants uh, along that way. Oh, that, that was the challenge yeah. alone. That's always a challenge when we're open. So. Good on you guys. Again, for our audience that don't know, uh, Mount Albert, uh, I'm sure there's lots of uh, corn roasts and cow tipping up there that can take place there. So it's a fun place. Uh, I got some family that live out there. We're not too far away from it. And uh, yeah, that's awesome. So now you're sitting in Innergard. You're um, 19 months months in plus five months of actual work. Have you had a chance yet? And again, we won't get into the actual ritual itself, but obviously I imagine as Interguard, you've had an opportunity to do some ritual work already or not yet? 
we have our uh, one of our newest candidates. Actually, we have an emergent meeting coming up uh, later next next week. Um, so that will be our first sort of um, first little bit of ritual work or ceremonial work, if you will. So that'll be my first experience um, in that chair doing that. And I've been reflecting a lot on what the role is of the inner guard when it comes to the ceremony. And I think it really, the inner guard, you know, is a fairly junior position in the lodge overall, right? But I I think it's an important role, um, especially with the ceremony, because it really helps to set the tone, I think, for the candidate. It really, uh, I think, instills like the first impression and sets the tone of what the work is going to be for that um, evening. So I think even though, as I said, a bit of a junior position in the lodge, a still a very, very important position, yeah. especially when it comes to that that work. I, reflecting back on my time in that role, I found it to be very robust. You know, it was very busy. That's, yeah. that's how I remember it. Like you had to be, <laughs> you couldn't be sleeping in the corner. You were, you were on. Ready. Always. <laughs> Always. Absolutely. I enjoyed that. Always part. on. And you inner guards, you get to do a little dance too. Cause I mean, depending on how your laundry room is set up in our, in our setup here in the West, we have obviously the entrance portal that all members come in. And then we have the candidates portal that, candidates or brand new applicants come through and so uh, i always like to see the 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 tango so to speak when an inner guard's on the move and ritual going back and forth to the doors and it's it's again it's it's great to watch so so what what has been your what has been your reflection in that role thus far as a mason what is my reflection in that role? I think when I think back on the legacy that I kind of want to leave is I want to be able to first and foremost help mentor whoever's going to be coming into that role. It's likely going to be someone like myself who's maybe, you know, it's their first time going through the chairs. It might be their first, second, maybe their third role. So it's still fairly junior in their Masonic journey. So uh, I might answer this question a bit differently. The legacy that I want to leave is I want to absorb everything I can in that role. I want to learn about what my next role is going to be because again, much like the secretaries and the assistant secretaries, you also in that chair have a bit of a unique perspective on the diff- of the floor work, especially if you think about the deacons and what the deacons have to do um, in the ceremony. So I'm really observing our brother deacons or plan to observe our brother deacons when we go through our, our ceremonies and our rituals. Um, so that's what I'm focused on in terms of my next move in terms of what I want to leave behind is I want to be able to start helping our junior brethren um, get ready and prepare to start taking those those chairs, especially the ones that I've, um, you know, been able to leave a mark on. I think that's a, a great uh, statement because uh, you just said earlier, you're a, a mason of five years. Um, I remember always saying, oh, I'm five years. I'm, it felt like five years was forever, but uh, we took on very similar roles in that I saw, I guess, the mentoring that was happening to me. And the only thing I thought was I'm going to try to offer that to all the newer guys coming through. So, again, good on you for for taking that. Uh, It sure, I think, certainly shows the great uh, camaraderie you have in your um, your fraternity and in your lodge just with obviously it's it's been displayed well and you've taken that on to pass it forward as a, you know, that torch. So, again, very well, very well. Do you know what your next role is going to be? Yeah. 
I don't. I uh, there's so few surprises in life, so I'm excited to find out what it is. I if I had to guess, I think it might be uh, the junior deacon role, um, but I'd be happy with. Uh, you know, I kind of say to the the incoming worshipful master, just put me where you need me. <laughs> that uh, makes his life a lot easier. <laughs> exactly. Well, if you're on this trajectory of uh, skipping, uh, you should be worshipful master in, in two more years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no rush, that's for sure. Maybe um, one question for you, having been in a couple of chairs now, and it, it, it sounds like you're very um, engaged and dedicated to the role and and Freemasonry in general, but any advice for, for guys who are considering going into the chairs? Any uh, thoughts on that? I, I think you guys have nailed it earlier. Enjoy the journey. It's it's not a it's not a race to the east. It is a sprint. It's a marathon. And um, what I've learned, especially like I said earlier, right? I was hoping to be you know starting to be put in some of the more senior chairs right off the bat and be in the east in three, four, five years. Um, but just sitting back, I want to take my time to get there. And I think any brother who can go through as many of the chairs as possible and experience all the chairs is going to have um, a really great time in the East versus someone who might rush to get um, to the East. I think enjoy the journey, enjoy the drive. Um, you'll get there when you get there. Yeah, well said. You know, the inner guard is the only chair I skipped here because uh, there was a, a void to fill and everybody kind of jumped up. But the plan is, is uh, again, if I'm uh, honored enough that these uh, uh, brethren continue to elect me in the next couple of years, then when I'm done through these other offices, I want to go back and complete that oh. and get the whole thing done there. But, Good for uh, you. So also yeah. with the Inner Guard, I think the, the fun part there, when we get to see the installations and official visits, the, the big glamorous events that take place, um, how, I mean, again, your memory work has to be pretty good to be a Mason to start with, but how's your memory work when you got to announce all the brass that come <laughs> in, my brother? That is which I remember in, uh, <laughs> in being at our official visit, and it was, it's a little bit overwhelming, I'm yeah. not going to lie. Um, but uh, I have to say that the brethren uh, were really supportive and, and helped, you know, coach and guide me through, guide me through that evening. And uh, certainly, brother director of ceremonies can make things a lot easier on yeah, you. Yeah. So um, our director of ceremonies uh, has been through the chairs a couple of times. So very well seasoned and uh, definitely made me look a lot better than I should have looked that night. <laughs> Yeah, that is a, that is a really challenging oh, part of that role. I think the biggest daunting part when I see inner guards get there, it's like, oh, you're on. I mean, you're you got some really yep. good roles and ritual, but like those moments, that's when the spotlight's really the on. The heat is on. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you know, it, it's interesting in all of Masonry, all of Freemasonry. That's a great example of being put under pressure. Yeah, being put to the test. Um, of course, you go through it like we all have exactly in that inner guard role stumbling through uh you have some some high level masons coming through and you're assassinating their titles and their names and <laughs> that experience it hurts but it sticks with you because you go next time you're gonna get it next time i'm gonna get this right and i'm gonna learn how to do this properly and i'm gonna figure out the right etiquette and there's value in that lesson that is so strong in, in life yeah so true Absolutely. 
So I'm going to ask the question because uh, I just, I'm a playful kind of guy and I'm going to do these kind of things. <laughs> these guys are looking at me like, what's going on? Now what? So again, Cut our audience, uh, for, for our audience that are not Masons, uh, inner guards do have uh, certain, uh, uh, let's say, I don't know, equipment that they carry and it, it's a sword. And uh, I always ask the outer guards and inner guards, when no one's around, do you actually like swing them? <laughs> Got to practice, right? Gotta I mean, practice. you never know. I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I think my internet's about to drop out yeah, here, gentlemen. <laughs> I will, uh, I will say the first time I got to pick up that sword, I was very careful with it, but I will not confirm and I will not deny All that right. after everyone has left the lodge and I turned the lights out, that I might have picked it up and um, had a little bit of fun and very gently put it back down. You know, I, I, uh, I, again, I haven't sat in the inner guard and I'm certainly not the Tyler yet. It'll come later, but, uh, we always put the lodge together and put it away. And if I'm up here by myself, I pretend like, I'm uh, what's Antonio yeah, Montiega, the guy from, uh, uh princess bride. Oh, yeah. You killed my father. That's what the holes in the drywall are yeah. from, I guess. <laughs> there you go. So right. Clean that up. But it's all fun and it's all good. And, and I think that's part of what I think we need to do as Masons. We certainly take it serious. We're very committed, but we have to have fun with it a little bit too, right? Brother Ayat, uh, we want to just say thank you for joining us this evening and sharing your heart and your, your care and love of this craft. Uh, it's evident just from our short conversation that um, you are the epitome of Freemasonry. And I hope that we get to see you in person at your lodge very, very soon. Well, thank you for having me, brother, and really appreciate the opportunity to come on. Big fan. Keep doing what you guys are doing and really appreciate this opportunity. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you. And uh, to the rest of our listeners out there, as you know, we do have a couple of uh, sponsors still that we want to acknowledge. Um, as you know, as I always say, without the support from all our listeners and uh, the few sponsors that we've had over the years, uh, we couldn't do the, the the job we do for you guys out there, and we're trying to make it better and better every day, as Masons always profess to do, become a bit better the day before. So um, with that said, our sponsor this, uh, this episode comes out of Kingston, New York, and it's uh, Brother Terry Orlando, and he writes, love and appreciate the show. Keep up the good work, fellas. And to the rest of all our listeners out there in La La Land, travel safe, friends. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The First Three Knocks. Happy to meet, sorry to part, happy to meet again. This episode is brought to you by Brothers and Bonsco. For an expertly curated line of Masonic lifestyle accessories, find us on Instagram or at brothersandbonds.com.